What are you listening to? You don't know that the guy's just put I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasiano, joined as always by my good friend Scott Bracy. What is going on, dude? Good afternoon on opening night oh. day. Sunny NFL, let's go, baby. Got a game tonight. We, we, got, we a game, got a game tonight, which is fascinating, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we get to our NFL preview. Um, and obviously we'll preview all the great games that are coming up this weekend. Some of the shitty games we'll leave alone. Uh, but you never know. They might be end up, they may end up being next week's uh, review because sometimes the yep. shitty matchups end up becoming some of the best games you'll ever find in your life. Um, I have a major uh, coaching announcement that I'm going to be making near the end of the podcast, so you'll have to stick around to see uh, what kind of coaching gig I kind of stepped into that I wasn't necessarily looking for, but yet here I am coaching again, and what we'll do is we'll keep track of how this season goes like we did a couple years ago with the baseball. So there is a coaching announcement coming at the end of the show. We'll talk about that at the time later on. Um, news, the big news this week, I mean semi-big news, at least locally it's kind of big news in the uh, Northeast here. Zach Wilson will not be starting week one, which we kind of knew, but the news part of it is kind of that it looks like he won't be starting until week four. Sala kind of kept it open-ended a little bit. Saying, I'm the eternal optimist, you never know, he may come out to a week from now, two weeks from now, and we're just like, he's ready to go. But I got the sense that from listening to what he said, I feel like there's a little Zach Wilson doesn't mentally feel ready. Like, he's not limping, the knee might feel fine, but he's a little, I don't want to use the word scared, but scared. Hesitant? Hesitant, thank you. That was a good, that was a much better word than scared. I have a different take on this. Oh, boy. Let me hear this. I think Sal is an asshole. Oh, wow. That's a strong... That's... Damn. Okay. We're going to... I think he tries Two to minutes so into cute. the podcast. I think he tries to be so cute with the New York media. He's trying... You ever hear Brian Cashman on an interview? He doesn't tell you anything. Derek Jeter, yeah. Aaron Judge, don't tell you anything. Sal is almost worse than all of those guys. You think he's trying he to play was, him? He was on Michael K the other day, and he had K and Don fired up. That he would not tell him. He goes, he goes, Robert. It got so bad where like Michael calls me. He goes, Rob, you're weekly on the show. You're supposed to give us a little bit of news. Come on, stop playing with us. <laughs> Twelve hours later, that news comes out. Right, right. He's like, and that's oh, not cool know. because that's like your local station. Those are the big guys. They're, they do the Jets on the radio. On that they do the, I mean, you got yeah. Your if you're gonna break it, it should be on that. It looks, it looks terrible. And I and asshole might be a little harsh, but. The way that came off and how this news came off, and yeah. now he's only missing one week. He's missing three weeks? At There's least, a yeah. lot going on there, dude. I, I I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love I it. I feel bad for you guys as Jeff fans. Seriously, I'm not busting your balls today. No, I, I, I get it. And so here's what's funny about you being kind and saying you're not busting my balls. Um I've been about – I can't imagine that there's – other than maybe Chris Sims. And now Troy Aikman came out last week and – you know, or, or over the weekend or something and saying, I think this kid's got something. I think the, I think there's a special player in there somewhere. And I, I was kind of surprised to hear that from him. So there's very few 
Zach Wilson believers out there as much as as much as me and who's puffed them up as much as I have. I'm losing faith. Yeah. Uh, th- we see this all the time, right? Guy comes in the league, has all the potential in the world. And I'm less concerned about his play as I am about the fact that he keeps these getting injured and it's the same kind of shit. It's the knees. And what concerns me is timing is everything, right? Timing is everything. This was a big year. Brought in some new talent, brought in some tight ends, drafted more talent, drafted run, running backs. And you end up losing like the last two or three weeks of the preseason. And now you're not even going to play in the first three weeks of the regular season. It's got a lot of Sam Darnold. So, yeah, it really, really does, which is not good. That's not that's not, a, that's not something that any Jets fan wants to hear. And it kind of feels like Sam Darnold. You don't want that. That's not good. And I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm starting to lose faith in Zach Wilson. And... Um, and frankly, I'm, I, it's funny you were men. You called him an asshole. I don't know if I'm ready to go quite that far, but I'm kind of losing faith in Robert Sala too. So listen, it's the first game of the season, so I'm hopeful, and I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole because I, my emotions just get in the way. But I am definitely starting to lose a little faith. Uh, I, and this is not just me now. I said this to you personally, not on this podcast, but personally I said it to you, texted it to you a couple weeks ago, where I said I'm just – you can't keep doing this to me and I have your back all the time. You know what I mean? And again, it's an injury. It's not like the kid tried to do it or he's being a douche or he's holding out or anything. He's not being Aaron Rodgers no. or anything. No. But I'm sorry. If you're not available, it's hard for me to root for you. Yeah, you know, Ch- think of Chad Pennington. Jets fans love Chad Pennington and they would have gone through a brick wall for Chad Pennington. But eventually you get injured enough and we're like, I really like this guy. But uh, is there anybody else out there? You know, you just – I don't yeah. – I can't keep doing that for you, man. Like, sooner or later, you got to show up and produce. And produ- and Pennington was actually producing. Zach Wilson, we haven't gotten anything yet or, or very, very little at the, maybe at the end of the last season. We started to see some glimpses. So that's that's just where I'm at with it. It's like, hey, he might start week one, and then it's like, nope, it's so bad or he's so bad and off that it's really not till <clears throat> week four. And it's like, wait a minute. That's such like a wide and, gap. And I think I what I think, happened? I think Sal should have went the other way with it. Monday to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we heard oh, maybe he's on track. Maybe he's gonna practice. Maybe he's gonna do That's what I'm saying. And then, and then to miss three games, go three. the other way. Listen, because if he plays it's a it's a icing on the cake. Look listen, we don't know where we're at. <clears throat> we're gonna play both guys, see how Zach feels. Boom. Or just say, we don't know. We don't know. And then if he plays Great. But see, to say like we're going to try him in the beginning of the week and to say we're going to try him in the beginning of the week and see how he feels. And now we know he's out three more weeks. Well, what the hell happened in that one day? You're going to give it. You got to give me a little something to say, well, what what did you see on Tuesday that you didn't know on Monday? Because on Monday, you thought there was a chance he can play on Sunday. And on Tuesday, he's out for a month. Right. Like something. something, You got to give me a little like more than just we're going to play it safe. What did you see? Who do you play week four? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, which is like, really? That's the game you want to bring him back against? One of the best pass rushing teams in the entire friggin' NFL? That sounds brilliant. Anyway. You know, I you know, I'm really rooting for for Douglas here, but this is this is starting to Yeah. Looks like there's like a couple leaks in here now, dude. I don't know. Isn't it funny that like there's not a move there's not a move that Joe Douglas has made in the last two and a half years that people are like, oh, that was stupid. 
But what will you be judged on? We've talked about this a thousand times. He'll be judged on either Zach Wilson or or if he somehow works something out to replace Zach Wilson. And then whoever he replace, if it's not Zach Wilson, and he's fortunate enough to keep his job and replace Zach Wilson, I promise you one thing: that guy better be the guy. Or no matter, Joe Douglas can get every other draft pick and every other free agent and every other trade 100% right. But if you get that quarterback wrong twice and you still don't have a franchise quarterback, you're going to be out of a job. Which is bananas, right? Because he's done an amazing job. For a two and a half year stretch, he's done as as good a job as anybody in building personnel. But if you don't get that right, if you don't get that quarterback right, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Thank you. Because you can't win in this league without a a real legit starting quarterback. Broncos, sir. Yeah. Last four years. So I'll be honest with you. It has happened already. I am starting to lose faith, not in Douglas, but in Zach and, frankly, Robert Sala. I, I just am. It is what it is. Let's hit our NFL NFL preview this week. Tonight. By the way, wait, before we go, I totally forgot to announce. This is officially the start of season three for Bump and Run Sports Cap Podcast. Um, our first season kind of started in the middle to end of the NFL season. And we kind of start a yeah. new season as the NFL starts its new season. So this is our third NFL season together as a podcast, which when you think about it is pretty freaking unbelievable. 79 episodes will be today. So we a season three of BNR. Let's do it. Tonight, the Buffalo Bills go to Los Angeles to play the Rams, a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against a defending champion. I, I am just baffled by the spread. Um, you're talking about a very good football team. I'm not trying to take anything away from Buffalo, but you're you're going out to the West Coast week one against the team that Thursday won the Super on a Thursday night. They're going to be against a Super Bowl winning team. They're going to be unveiling their whatever their banner or whatever whatever. There's going to be a lot of hype. Stands back and they're two and a half point favorites. And that line hasn't moved, by the way, which. Should tell you something, right? Like Vegas is telling you, first of all, the money is is pretty balanced, number one. But the fact that it was two and a half points tells you Vegas thinks that Buffalo is a better team, which is freaking unbelievable. I mean, it says some. Josh Allen is a front runner for league MVP, which we'll talk about stuff like that a little later. Uh, I don't know. Are they the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year? They are. So they are. it's amazing to me. They're 13 seconds away from, you know, playing the Cincinnati Bengals last year for the AFC Championship, but they lost that game. And, you know, there was a bunch of games. They lost the first game of the season to the Steelers last year. This is not a team that had a perfect season last year. There were some weird losses last year. So I don't know. I, I go, and, and and it's not to say that um, I don't think Buffalo can go in there and win that. Of course they could. But to be favorites? That's – I don't know. That's are, are you surprised by that? Not as much as me, it sounds it looks yeah, like. Yeah, a little bit. I think uh, I think if it was more of a pick'em game, I'd be kind of understanding about that. I think a pick'em's. A you fair don't number. think the the Rams who won the Super Bowl picked up Robinson, picked up like. What have you heard all offseason? Stafford's out. No, that's true. OBJ, you think there's more the to the shoulder or the elbow than that? Have, yeah, running backs have some soft tissue injuries. Von Miller's gone. Now he's on the other side tonight. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so, good point. So good there's point. a lot of uh, good some things there. All right. I'm, uh, listen, we'll I think it'll be a fascinating game. Great quarterback matchup. Uh, great head coach matchup. McDermott is one of the few defensive coaches in the NFL that I think is doing a good job. Plus, 
uh, new offensive coordinator for Buffalo. So, like, there's a lot going on there. It's going to be what a, what a hurricane legend Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Like, dude, I'm just telling all you guys, if you get to watch this game tonight, think of the treat that you get. I mean, this is like yeah. this is as good a game as you're going to get the whole weekend, and you get it solo on Thursday night. I think I'll have a beer or two tonight. Yeah. Think? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Division rivalry and Super Bowl runner-up. Get the host right out of the gate. You know, I hear a lot of talk about Cincinnati, like, taking a dip this year. I don't get it. Um, I don't, And I don't see Same. it. What? I agree totally with you. Yeah, well, so, I don't see it either. Well, I, know I think it, they got better. I think what people are doing is they're going off this idea that like, well, the team that loses the Super Bowl usually doesn't play well the next year, which is absolutely true. But you have to look at what kind of teams normally make the Super Bowl. They're usually veteran teams, a lot of veteran guys. They've been on this long journey. And if you lose, it's kind of this letdown. And you can almost like see them thinking like, man, are we ever going to get this chance again? And all that kind of stuff. That's not the Bengals. This is um this is a, a a very very young football team. Most people thought they wouldn't even they weren't even sure if they would make the playoffs last year. So the idea that like you know they fall into that same pattern of uh I'm just looking something up here of uh you know the the old you know they missed they they lost a Super Bowl so they're gonna miss the playoffs kind of thing. I that's they don't fit they don't fit that pattern. So I think that's a bad idea. And you know listen and the Steelers are. Starting Mitch Trubisky, so you know that's enough so, said right there. Steelers, Steelers are Steelers are stacked everywhere else except questionable at quarterback and offensive line. Their offensive and line offensive is not good. Line's a little weak as well. Defensively, right. they're Bengals got Bengals got better in the secondary and they got better at the old line. The two things they need to get to get better at, they did. Dude, those so, were two, those are literally the two things you said last what, February when we kind of did like what are the what do these teams need? We're looking at the off season preview. Like, who would you yep. want? And they literally did exactly what you said. Um, so yeah, they, they look to be improved. And now you got a, a, a Super Bowl contending quarterback on, still on his rookie contract in his third year, loaded with confidence and like scratching, you know, chomping at the bit to get back to that Super Bowl. Yeah, this they're they're gonna have a good season. They're gonna have a really good season. This one, this one might not blow your socks off. But for selfishly, because me and you, we love this. I think we like both teams, actually. Philly at Detroit. Well, so we we like both. We like things about both, for sure. I think we both are just like intermittent fans now of Detroit because of what we talked about last year, frankly. And then with hard knocks, it's just hard not to. It's just yeah. really hard not to. And we both like, we both like Sirianni and the adjustments that he made. Yep. And Jalen Hurts is just a hard guy not to root for. I mean, yep. he just is because he's a hard-working son of a bitch. He's not afraid to take hits. He's built like a freight train at quarterback. You know, the, the truth is they're both fun teams to watch. I thought about this game, and I'm like, I can't even believe I'm sitting here saying I want to watch a goddamn Detroit Lions versus Philadelphia Eagles no. game. Like, I have real interest in that game. Usually, I don't even see. I just skim on by anything that had to do with Detroit. And now I'm, like, so interested. I was... I was looking to go to Ann Arbor for a Michigan game this year, and uh, they're playing they're playing Hawaii at night on Saturday night. I've never been to a night game there, mm -hmm. but it wasn't going to work out because I have a Yankee game tomorrow, and Derek's okay. throwing out the first pitch and shit, so oh, I, couldn't, shit, I, I, cool. I couldn't swing it. 
But I was going to stay for the Lions Eagle game. I was going to look for tickets and stay Sunday through Monday because I'm like, I'm so intrigued by it now. Like- I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Hard Knocks a little later. But, um, you know, Scotty and I both, as we watched Dan Campbell get hired and then kind of made fun of, and then their season unwind with, like, them really playing hard. And then in an off season, we've talked about this multiple times about how their their players were talking about how you want to talking to free agents saying, hey, you want to play for this guy, man. Um, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm yeah. in. So, uh, and, and we've already said that about the Eagles that were intrigued and impressed by their coaching staff and by some of the things that they've done. This is a team, by the way, the Eagles two years ago, or really before last season, as I'm down here in South Jersey, which is very much Eagles country, I mean, they were ready to sh- string up. Uh, who's their GM there? Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. They were. They were ready to string him up by by his boots. And yeah, they were just done with him. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, Philly fans will know who I'm talking about. Even the owner, and they stuck with their plan. They stuck with their system, and frankly, we're a year ahead. The fact that they made the playoffs last year, you know, interesting. So yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch. They're two yeah. really fun teams. I don't know that either one of them has any kind of like real championship caliber yet, but they'll Roseman, be fun. Yeah, Roseman, yeah. So they'll be fun to watch. They'll be really fun to watch. Another rivalry game, Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay replacing star wide receiver Devontae Adams. Great run game, great O-line, and this is where the defense, I think, really takes a step up. I think they have nine first-off picks on that defense. I think they have to carry this team for a little while. Who are they playing today? I mean, this week, who are they playing? The Vikings. Yeah. The best part about this is like this is this is the matchup in the division. Um, we both think we both like the higher uh, with Minnesota going with an offensive coach, going in an offensive direction. We like their wide receivers. We like the running back, uh, Dalvin Cook. We like the direction they're going. And then we look at Green Bay and you say, well, they lost two of their top receivers. Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag, and they're they're he's like very difficult to root for. And to get that kind of interdivision rivalry game right off of week one you'll get a really you get a right in the first weekend you're going to have a pretty decent idea of how the division's going to go like yep. how, how what the you know what the what, where's that game being played in green bay at minnesota oh yeah i mean that's going to be we got some really good games this week i tell you got some really good games for they week make it one really dude tough for suicide pools, bro. I'm like, oh. oh man we'll go out west Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. I am very much looking forward to this game because a lot, you know, a lot of talk about because uh, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. Well, they're not going to be the same offense. Okay, you know, sure. Have you seen that with Aaron Rodgers over the last fourteen years? Like receivers come and go, come and go, come and go, and they, he's still one of the best. We could say it with Tom Brady. Great quarterbacks make wide receivers great. I've said this a million friggin' times, okay? Uh, don't worry about the Chiefs. They're going to put up some points. Now, will they do that in the beginning of the season? I don't know. And the one thing we do know about the Chiefs is, like, they don't always start off really great defensively. They usually figure it out by the end of the season, but but not early. But, yeah, Arizona's missing some guys, right? They're missing uh, – who's yeah, the... Hopkins is out, yes, sir. Yeah, so 
Chandler Jones is no longer on the team. JJ Watt's a hundred, so they got some yeah. they got some issues themselves. There's some issues there, but yeah, it's a great matchup, and it's just it'll be a great thing to see. Like, are the Chiefs ready to put up points early? You know, have they been able to work out some of the kinks during the off season during during the preseason? So, and then and then you still, you know, got the whole Kyler Murray. He's a weird dude. Was kind of holding out, kind of like all the chaos that he caused in the off season. Like, will that have an effect? So, there's that part of it too. God, there's so many great storylines. Jesus Christ. It's great. It's Can great we just have sport. week one every week? Great league. Holy shit. We'll stay out west. Another rivalry game. The it's Raiders at the Chargers. So you predicted that the charge the uh, Chargers would win the division, am I correct? Yeah, a lot but of you've been pre- to, uh, a lot of people started to jump on that leg. <laughs> uh, well, they'll say that this is the second year in a row that you made such a prediction. Listen, it's the most fascinating division in in all the NFL because um, while we might be mildly surprised if say the Raiders won the division, you you wouldn't necessarily just by looking at their roster. Like these four teams are really talented with really good quarterbacks. You let me think about it. You probably have four top ten quarterbacks in one fucking division. Like yeah, holy shit, times, dude! Yeah. There's thirty two yeah. other. There's what twenty eight other teams. Like. It's pretty crazy, you know. So, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll it'll be a great. Is that a four o'clock one? Yes, sir. It is. Yeah, four twenty-five. Yeah. So, you know, will will Staley makes some weird fourth down calls? He says he's still gonna do that oh. kind of stuff. Okay, good luck with that. You're gonna get criticized. Then be ready for it. You want it to cost you your job. You want it to cost a playoff spot. Okay. You know better than everybody else. That's the stuff that scares me, man. We look at Belichick. We look at Belichick saying, I'm going to use multiple guys. Okay. You know better than everybody else in the history of sport. Okay. You know, you can't question Belichick because he's Belichick. Well, I question Belichick. How about that? Fuck off. (laughs) Suck it. There you go. I got one one more for you, pal. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the saga that is Tom Brady's offseason. In year 23. Dude, think about that for a fucking second. It's bananas. Year 23 at everybody's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Right, America's team, right? Um, so what's interesting is that we've come to learn now why Tom Brady took off those 10 days. It looks like Giselle Bunjden is not thrilled with the idea that he's still playing football. She's a little salty. So she took off. I don't know if she's down in like Peru or Colombia or somewhere down in South America. She just bolted and he's like, Trying to figure it out. What does that tell you about what goes on between the ears of Tom Brady? Like, you got all the money you can ever want. You got seven championships. You got the hottest wife. Like, beautiful kids. You got it all. You got it all. There's nothing left. And yet, at 45 years old, you're still playing. Even though your wife leaves. (laughs) It's crazy, right? It is. Um, But on the field itself, dude, there are some real questions in Tampa. They lost like three starting linemen to injuries. Uh, Godwin is back, but not back. Like, there's is he even starting week one? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Michael um, Evans. Oh, I forget his name. Every goddamn time. Michael Evans is like banged up. Practice here, not practicing there. Probably gonna play, but who knows what's gonna happen. There are definitely some issues there, man. And I wonder if some of that time that he took off was like, am I really going to do this? Like, I don't know. I don't know if this team. So we shall see. Todd Bowles is the coach. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's interesting. And, uh, but, but I'm not a believer in the Dallas Cowboys either. So where's that game? Dallas. 
Sunday night, bro. Yeah. It should be an interesting game. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn so much. The week week one is really. Oh, oh, you learn so much, right? And then and then we overreact. So we'll we'll overreact like sons of bitches uh, when we do the review next week. And then everything we say will be totally wrong after we'll week two. We'll hit this later, too, in our bet segment. <laughs> but tough, tough week to pick. Tough week. It was a tough one, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I think I have some winners, though, for you. So when we get to the best bets, everybody, get your pens and pencils out and uh, open up your wallets because we will – we will give you some winners. College football. Not yet. What? What do you got? It's time for NFL true or false. Oh, NFL right. true or false. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a statement. I'm going to read you a statement, and you're going to tell me whether it's true or false. Okay. okay. And, and you can tell me why, of course. You can you can ex, you can uh, um, expound on why you why you feel that way. All right. And I, I may comment too. Is this uh, is this proven facts or just are between me and you? This I'm gonna make a statement and you're just gonna tell me whether it's true or false. Okay. Like, not like um, not like trivia. Okay. You'll 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 understand what I'm saying. So I'll give you the first one here. Uh, Bill Belichick is no longer a top five coach in the NFL. True or false? False. False. Okay. So uh, McVay better is better than him or no? At this point. At this point. I'll give you McVay Reed. Yep. By Shanahan. No. Tomlin. Nah, he hasn't been great lately either. Harbaugh, Johnny Harbaugh, maybe. Mm. Johnny Harbaugh, maybe, and I think that's it. So I, I got Bill Check probably. A so five. you got none of the guys. You just got uh. I got, I got Andy, Andy Reed. Reed. I know where you're going. Yeah, I got Reed. So you don't. Yeah. So you won't say. Um, oh, who's the head coach? Green Bay. No, LaFleur, no. God, three not. straight years of 13 I, wins? And, and and his quarterback has back-to-back MVP. So what does that tell you? Uh, you know, you, you, you give him Belichick credit no for having Super Tom Bowl Brady appearance? all those years. No Super Bowl appearance? Well, neither does Belichick. Andy Reid's 1-1 and did it with two different guys lately, with Alex Smith and Mahomes. I don't know. Two I, different places? I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the rest of the Listen, league. Listen, and I can't. And I can't. I, I can't knock Bill Check out until we see a stinker. Honestly, they made the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback. No, but no weapons. I. I don't know, man. I don't love him either, but I. I can't. I can't disrespect. Statement number two. If Trey Lance remains QB one for the San Francisco 49ers, will they miss the playoffs? So if he starts, if they just stick with him and he starts the whole season, and he plays 15 to 17 games, whatever it is, depending on injuries or whatnot, will they, will they miss the playoffs? So, no. so if Trey Lance, they miss, San Fran will miss the playoffs. That's false. You think they if can he, make the playoffs with Trey Lance as their full-time starter? If he starts the whole year, something went right. Or they're just sticking with their guy. I'm gonna go the other way. So you're gonna say if, true, if, uh, if, false if, that if they they will. Okay. If 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 he's a quarterback throughout, then him and Shanahan gel. Then he figured it out, and they and they had a good year. Okay. Statement number three. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game again. False. Who is? Now there's two teams. Bengals, Chargers. <sighs> no Buffalo. Chiefs have been in an AFC Championship game, what, four yep. years in a row? Yep. And you're just Cincinnati and, and a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. 
That's why that's why bump and run is the fucking best. You're so bold. You're so bold. I'm gonna say true. That's a true statement. They will be in the AFC championship. I'm not sure who with, but until you knock the champs off, I gotta gotta, imagine imagine saying Imagine saying that that that, you know for the last twenty years before the I'm all in on this fucking charger bandwagon. Yeah, I can tell. My <laughs> God, yeah, pushed all his chips are in the middle of the table here, folks. I got it. I got oh, it. Got my own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, what is this? Number four. Yeah. The New York Football Giants will have a better record than the New York Jets. Can I put? Well, sorry, you broke up on that one. Say it again. <laughs> Both uh, six and uh, nope. I, yeah, Isaac, can I push that? Nope. The statement is 11, the Giants <laughs> will have a better record than the Jets. Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, because I, I think the schedule's easier than your guys because they don't play the AFC either, bro. They got it, and they have a weaker division. I don't want to hear that shit. Sorry. I don't want to hear that shit. Listen, let's keep your bad mood going. You started the show. I know you're bad killing mood. me. You're killing me. All right, next statement. Here we go. You ready? Jameis Winston will throw for more than 25 touchdowns. True or false? True. Ooh, so you think he's going to play full season coming off the knee? Yeah. True. You're happy with uh, Michael Mike um, Thomas? Michael Thomas. Uh, Mike Olave. Mike Dean says false. We've got Mike Olave coming in. Who's Olave? That's what I said. Yeah, Chris. I thought you Jarvis said Jarvis Landry. Kamar out of the backfield. Oh, I'll take this going away. Fuck Mike Dean. <laughs> uh, next statement. Now, I'm going to preface this one by saying I alluded to the fact that, that this. Mike, I kid, I kid, I kid. Oh, he knows. He's got, he's got thick skin. Um, I alluded to the fact that. This team has some injuries, like a lot of major injuries. So statement number whatever. Next statement. Tampa will miss the playoffs. Kind of like you with the Chiefs, dude. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against them until they prove it, so I'm gonna go false. I so you're gonna think I'm crazy. I'm gonna say true. Um there's just way there's I don't hate that. There's just way too much chaos right now for me. I don't love the fact that Tom retired and then came back and then he had to take off 10 days because trust me, when your wife is in your head like that, man, that's not good. That's one thing. That's the chaos side of it. The whole way Bruce Arians went out. I don't know if that caused any division in the locker room. We won't know. Um, But then the idea that there's so many guys that are injured on this offensive line, that bothers me maybe more than anything. You know, you got the wide receivers. I don't care. Tom Brady can throw to anybody. He'll figure that shit out. But if you're not protecting Tom Brady, that's a problem, dude. That is really a problem. And I think there's going to be some serious issues with them protecting Brady. And then then that causes that, you know, vicious cycle thinking of should I have done this? Should I have come back? What did I get myself into? Why am I doing this again? I have nothing to prove. I, I honestly think there's a really a really good chance, like a fifty percent chance, that Tampa misses the playoffs this year, and that's why I just think there's too many, too many check marks going in the other direction for me. I got one for you, and I don't know, I don't know if oh, uh, you have it written down. Oh, love it. True or false? Will this be it for Tom Brady? I think it's true. I think he's done. I don't think he wants to lose his wife. I mean, at yeah, some think, point, you got to be know, like, I don't be know fair. For this, I think he might have, he might have given another shot. But I think now. Yeah, I think it's just too much. I too think much. It's 
Uh, true or false? The Rams will return to the Super Bowl. Dum dum dum. Wow. Tough one, right? The problem is, I don't love anybody else in the NFC. That's the, the thing, right? right? God damn it. But it's a big um, ask to get back to the Super listen, Bowl, man. It's crazy. It's That's a big ask. There hasn't been a repeat champ in, what, 19 years? Who was the last one? Patriots. And then before them, the Broncos. I'm going to go false just because there's so many there's a there's so lot many factors going on. Like you said, there's a lot going on with them too right now. I said it to you last week. Like It's funny. We look at the Rams as a dominant team. And blah, blah, blah. They won every one of their like playoff games like in the fourth quarter on a last drop. Like, yeah, by the skin of their teeth. This is not like a runaway championship team. Right, but you make a great point that what else is in the NFC? Like what? What and who in the so NFC many, like kind of scares you? There's really so many question marks, man. So it's a tough one, but it's just so hard to even just get back there. I'm not saying win. I'm just saying to get back to the Super Bowl. It's all hard, man. That's that's hard. Guys go to whole careers and never even get to play, you know, or play once, lose, and never get back. And think of Dan Marino, who's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, got there once, never got there again. Like, Lace is out there. Next statement. I got two more here for you. Okay. I love the last one, by the way. I like this one too, but I love the last one. Cliff Kingsbury will not be coaching the Cardinals in 2023. True or false? That's a good one. So this is this basically comes down to do you think that they're gonna repeat the late season swoon that they tend to go through almost every year? And if they do And now they have hard knocks. Coming yeah. in mid-year. So you'll get a little insight Ooh. as to who's a douche and what's going on and how much do they baby this guy and that guy. And I'm going to say – I'm going to say false because I think he's got – I think he's got a couple of excuses written in already this year. Hopkins missing the first six. But nobody's going to care about that in week 17. Yeah, but if you start off two and four, you will. You're not going to care in week 17. You're not going to be like, well, we missed the playoffs, but we didn't have yeah. Hopkins the first four weeks or six, whatever, how many weeks it is. But I get it. I hear what I you're think, saying. I think they're going to figure it out this year, second half. I do. Oh, I think you're gonna, so positive. I, Glass half full, Scotty, today. This is rare. This is rare. Wow. Um, you're going to say it's false, that you're saying love, that's a I false love, I love fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna go false. I think. Okay. Uh, so you think yeah. he'll be the head coach? I think that Kyler Murray, even though he's a little peck peckerhead, they got the contract straightened out with him. If he studies more film, going forward, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I think Cliff will be back next year. All right, final one. Davis Mills will have more 300-yard passing games than Tua Tagovailoa. True or false? True, definitely true. With all those weapons in Miami? Two reasons. Okay, I'm listening. One. The Dolphins' new coach, he wants to run the ball and do a bunch of wacky shit, screens and all kinds of stuff. Got a lot of weapons there, though. I understand. But you're the one that hates to his arm more than anybody. Oh, this is true. Number two. The Texans are going to be losing in every game. That's what I was Sit thinking. Sit back and chuck it around. <laughs> I was thinking that exact same. I was like, the reality is they're going to be losing a lot of games and they're going to have to throw the ball to try to come back. So, yeah. Um, I, I threw that one in there because, you know, you and I like Davis Mills a little bit. 
I pointed out that I think he had three or four, at least uh, 300 yard passing games last year, but he doesn't have anywhere near, nothing near the talent to throw to that Tua does. Um, and that makes you think, doesn't it? Like if you were, if you were Miami or something like that. Like let's say let's see let's say Davis Mills does do that. Right. If you were Miami, would you want Davis Mills or would you want Tua? Exactly. I know. Like big, strong, big arm, smart kid went to Stanford. Not that Tua's dumb, but I mean, athletic enough to like athletic move enough. And do you want yep. To do? Or do you yeah. want this yeah. little five foot eleven, you know, little weenie guy with a rubber arm? Like I don't know. So, but yeah, that's funny. All right, that's all of them. That's what I got there for you. All right, I like that. College football preview, sir? College football last weekend. Thursday night started off with a banger. We actually covered our – well, I covered my first game. You have by, se- I was wondering, Jeff, seven and a half on seven that? Seven and a half oh, by a hair God. on my chinny chin Jesus. I thought you texted me before the game was over. I'm like, oh, shit, did he text that way too soon? Bro, I did not. But you know what happened? Did you see the game? I so, didn't see – I, I did, fell asleep, did, so I was too late for an old man like me. First time in 11 years they played, which is ridiculous. That's a story for another day. That is dumb. Pit 38, West Virginia 31. West Virginia's up 31-24 with about six to go. Right. Pit goes down, scores. I'm like, ah, oh, let's get out of here. Somebody kick a field goal. Let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here. West Virginia, they get like a, like a second and ten. They throw like a 15-yard comeback route. Guy's wide open. Like a wet sausage right through his hands. Pick six. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like now. Now it's set up for a catastrophe. Oh my! You're flipping it back. Hail Mary picks strip sack fumble. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! But no, well, West Virginia kind of got some got some plays and they went down. And they I almost tied it. They I forgot. Tied. I forgot what the spread was. I'm like, I knew. Is it seven or seven? Like I knew it was over there. But yeah, good good call Not by like you. Start a new year with a with a win, baby. That was yeah. nice. And then after, and then and then switching channels after that game ended. Penn State Purdue with a beautiful game. Tough beautiful game, game, right? Yeah, I think uh, right. Penn State got more than they bargained for in that game. Although they did come away with the win, which was big for them. What was they the? Do you have won, the score they there? Should, they should, uh, 35-31. They yeah. should not have won the game. No, you're right. Uh, um, uh, our buddy Jeff Rahm in Purdue is an absolute maniac. I know they like throwing the ball, but they had a couple chances to run up the clock, and they just refused to do it. Listen, if you try to run it and you don't get stuff, all right. We didn't even try to do that. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing, dude? Well, sometimes you just know you're up against it, and you're just, you're not going to get those yards. You know, I don't well, know. Well, listen. But the, but then when you lose, it it's a bad look. <laughs> it's I'm a bad like, look. Yeah, yeah. If it works gotta, out, great. You're smart. You did the right thing. You knew your team. But if it doesn't work out, it's like, dude, why didn't you just run the ball? I'm not overly impressed with Penn State again. Their running game's a little better. I gotta be honest, I'm a little disappointed in their defense. This is supposed to be linebacker you. They're yes. known for a defense, you know, not for anything. What was it 35 31? Yeah. Like against Purdue? No offense. You're not a contender. 35 they have, 31. They have, they have a first round draft pick in, uh, in Joey Porter's son, Joey Porter Jr. Very good player. Yeah. Physical, big. Um, name, obviously, will get him sure. out even more. Um, very good player. But other than that, man, I agree. They got one defensive tackle that's pretty good stuff in the run. He came back after getting hurt last year. He's got a, a crazy name. Mustafer, I think his name is. Pass rush is weak. I think he said linebackers, man. A little slow. A little slow Come getting on. the ball. If there's I, anything that Penn State was always known for, it was having a strong defense, physical well, let's defense. Keep, well, let's keep kissing James Franklin's ass. You know, he gets no bullshit like, like Harbaugh did. 
and Scott Frost did for a little bit while now. It's so funny you say so, that because I'm thinking I was just thinking in my head before you said that like that contract is looking worse literally week by week by week that they gave it basically like a hundred million dollar contract. Um, it looks worse every week, like terrible. Since he gave him that since they gave him that contract, he's got a sub five hundred record. It's like good call there. You're not getting out of yeah, that really. one either. You're not getting out of that one. Saturday, um, a couple stinkers. Georgia blows out Oregon. We don't really got to talk much about that. Dude, very disappointing. I missed the under. I missed the over on that one because Oregon can't store any points. And now we know Bo Nix isn't just bad in the SEC. He's just bad. He's just not a good quarterback. So. Um, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame hung around. Their offense is brutal. Well, is their offense brutal, or is Ohio State just yeah, that much better? Dude, you watch yeah. that game. Yeah, I was very impressed. You know what? The funny thing is, is what we looked the, the last well, how many years has like Notre Dame been a in the hunt to make the playoffs, or then make the playoffs and they get blown out because they can't hang. The fact that their defense hung with Ohio State. I know, and Jigbo got hurt. And didn't come back. I was actually pretty impressed with Notre Dame. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I Defensively, just, I was. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's the I one agree. thing. They've never been able to stop these big offensive schools. And they did that. But then that's the game they decide, you know, they can't put any points. And this was, we was, knew this. We both knew and talked about how they're going to struggle offensively. You don't have a quarterback. You don't know who your quarterback is. You're going to struggle. I was a little down on Marcus Freeman. Like, I don't know if, like, the rah-rah. Like, like a little Dan Campbell-ish. 36 years old. It wasn't really a culture that long. Right. I think he's going to be fine. He I, had him I motivated. That's for sure. A little bit. I think I think he's going to be okay. He they, had him ready to go. Possibly, they could possibly run the table here now. Yeah, I I'd have to know. look at the, the schedule. It's going to be very good, obviously. What game? And, and USC, Clemson. Well, we can talk USC, about that. They weren't that would, impressive would, either. USC would be a great game too. Yeah. So, But I think, you know, they're only going to grow offensively from there. Yes. The defense. You know they play Marshall this week. You'll get you'll get right play. It's then. a tough spot to really get a good read because, as we said last week, Ohio State for the last couple of years has not played good defense at all. But yet they get a lot of guys drafted in the NFL, so there's like talent there. And we talked about how the defensive coordinator came in from Oklahoma State. Is it possible that he just made that much of a difference? It's possible. And then we're not really getting a great read of Notre Dame's offense because you're going up against what now may be a very good defense as opposed to kind of a poor defense. So right. I think we need more information. I think to your point more than anything, they're going to improve from week to week. They're going to improve as, as the season goes on. But I'm not I'm not quite ready to say how good their or bad their offense is just yet. I need a little more information there. And I'm not ready to say how good Ohio State's defense is just yet either. Bro. I totally agree. That's a it, good point. Just as much on that side because maybe maybe Notre Dame's offense is that bad, <laughs> and, and you just stopped a really bad offense, which makes it even worse because it was close. It was what 21-10 was the final. Yeah. When's the last time Ohio State scored 21 points? I mean, it's, it's just, been like six years. I think. Basically. Yeah. So. Eh. One of the best games of the weekend, Florida oh my God. 29, Utah 26. Utah goes in across the country for a nightcap. Uh, Florida's quarterback, man, my goodness. I was just going to say you have your probably have your Heisman frontrunner or Heisman a Heisman candidate already in Richardson. Um, he's big, strong, like got a cannon for a fucking arm. He's a good-looking player, dude. I'll tell you what. How he didn't play last year, and this is one of those hey. things – Hence why Dan Mullen got yeah, fired. Yeah, but this is one of those things where I say, you know what? I don't know what was going on in the locker room. 
I don't know what was going on in a practice field. You just don't know these things. You know what I'm saying? But he looks really good. Let me also say this. Utah is a really fucking good football team, dude. Yep. Because I, agree. I know Florida, Florida ended up winning that game and scored enough to win. But Utah's defense is very good. Um, you know, he didn't put 400 yards up. Like, he, right. he, he made some nice passes at the right thing. You know, he threw for, like, 230-something yards or whatever the hell it was, Richardson. Utah's a good football team. It was they didn't get blown out. They were right in the game. They're winning the game at ports. Uh, that's a good football team. It would not surprise me if they were to run the table the rest of the way out in the Pac-12 and still be in consideration. I think whatever Florida does moving forward will have an effect on Utah. Like if Florida has a, a good season, that that loss, a close loss on the road week one, doesn't look nearly as bad as if you know Florida ends up being a 500 football team. So. That'll that'll have a that'll have a big effect, but make no mistake. Don't take away from it that Utah's bad. Utah's a good football team. That's a really good football team. Arkansas thirty-one, Cincinnati twenty-four. I didn't see a snap of this game, so I can't really talk about it. I know we covered the game by a half a point. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. Listen, Arkansas's quarterback, like I, KJ Jefferson, is going to be a very good player. Yeah, I'm still not sure about Sam Pittman, the coach. I gotta tell you though, we were we were down in Cincinnati. That's a pretty good. You hung in there on the road. I we thought they played fantastic. Yeah, I give I give Cincinnati. I thought they would get drilled. Um, their defense played very good. Even they they threw the ball around a little bit. I I tell you what, man. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna stay there, but what Luke Fickle has built there in Cincinnati is real because they they lost a lot of guys. I think it was five starters off that off. Off that tier, or maybe it was eight guys drafted from Cincinnati this year, which is freaking bananas. Yeah, that eight seven, guys, seven, seven or eight yeah. guys were drafted from Cincinnati. They did reload. They didn't. At least it doesn't look like they're taking this huge dip to go into Arkansas. They were in that game from the beginning. Yeah, I mean from the beginning. This was not like they were getting beat and then came back and made it look close. This was a close game the whole way. I was pretty impressed. Uh, I, w- I was I was actually very impressed. So. Uh, I guess we can't write off Cincinnati as quickly as I thought we would. Agreed. Uh, the yawner of the week, Iowa 7, South Dude. Dakota State 3. And uh, that 7 was not a touchdown, by the way. That you was two, correct. Was it two field goals and a say, or what the hell it was? Two safeties and a field goal. Two safeties think, right? and a field goal? I mean, for God's sake, folks. Like, yawner, stinker, don't show up, or uh, it, that's... That's pretty brutal. That's pretty brutal. There's nothing much more to say. And it doesn't look good for the rest of the season. <laughs> if you're an Iowa Hawkeyes fan, who'd they play? South Dakota State. I mean, you you can't, you know, after that game, you can't be like, oh, dude, at least we won. We're going we're gonna to be all right. <sighs> Two funny things in the Iowa City paper the next day. One was they spot Iowa without the O. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Which is excellent. And yeah. the second one was like, you know they do the wave to the children's yes, hospital? Yes, which is so cool. It's, it's somebody on Twitter goes, they made those poor kids watch that. that game. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Ah, I love it. I love it. Uh, By the way, one of the coolest traditions in college football, if you don't know, there's a there's a children's hospital on the campus of Iowa. And what is it? Uh, end of the first quarter? Yeah. Yep. End of the first quarter. All the players, everyone understands. God, I could cry just thinking about it. They yeah. they turn and wave up to these kids that are watching the games, They're watching on the, the top game. Floor looks right yeah. over the field. It's just fucking cool, man. So, um, but yeah, what a 
Ugh. Yeah, it must have been torture. And they got they got the Cyhawk game this week, Iowa State. So they can't they gotta figure something out and they gotta do it. And play. you know what? They'll come out and score thirty five points and win that game by fifteen and we're gonna be like, What the hell? Yeah. So overreaction week one as usual. So any other uh, games my, you wanted to bring up? I got two more for you. Two okay, more please. Quick ones. My old friend, the Appalachian State Mountaineers, whatever they're called. Dude. Wow. 40 points scored by themselves almost in the fourth did, quarter. Almost did it again. They almost did it again. <laughs> they, they, they fall they fall two points short to North Carolina, who has a lot of issues on their own. My God. Goodness gracious. Is that their second game? Yeah. North Carolina. They almost lost week one. They were they were nip and tuck week one, or, or week yeah, zero, they, I guess you would they, say. With the, they with have the, some issues. They can score some points, but lordy, lordy, they have issues on defense, man. And you can't score yeah. 50 every week. The next one for you is good news and bad news. Oh, boy. Florida State 24, LSU 23. I mean, you were probably way asleep at that point. What it a was. crazy fourth quarter. It was. Uh, bad news for you. You got LSU team over wins. And bad news for you, uh, uh, Deion Sanders a one week uh, further away from coaching the Nulls. <laughs> and good news for you, your Florida State favorite team won a game. So a lot going on in that game for you. I tell you what, there's a lot there to, to say. Um I'm not ready to say FSU is back. They're certainly not back as a national contender, but they looked they They're looked better. good. They looked good. They looked and what I liked more than anything until frankly the fourth quarter, the reason I bailed on the game is because they were up by two touchdowns. Their defense looks fast and aggressive. Now it's just LSU who's got a new coach, new quarterback. They couldn't get the ball to their like top receiver booty. They just he dropped a couple, and they just oh, didn't man. get him and then, that and many then, looks. And then, he, and then he cries and deletes his Twitter. Well, yeah, come on. He he said that was because stop. he just wanted to get. He didn't want to see all the comments from people. I get that. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Whatever. Um, there are a lot of questions LSU has to answer. There's still stuff that Florida State has to answer, but um, they looked okay. They looked pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm not ready to say they're all the way back because they're not. But they look pretty good. They look better. So we'll, we'll go there. And I agree uh, with you. Just, that doesn't give me great feeling about, about LSU getting the over. But I have I have faith in Brian Kelly. I think he'll, I think he'll do okay there. So uh, Michigan, Alabama, Oklahoma, Baylor, Clemson all went big, although Clemson was a little scary for a, a long it was, time. Yeah, it was close for a while. And, and, and Oyungalele right, is not good. Yeah, he's not I'm sorry. Good. He's just not good. But their defense is, and Georgia Tech stinks. Uh, so they got well, that comes back to the, what we said before. Like, is their defense good? Uh, I don't yeah. know. Because Georgia sure. Tech is not good, and they scored some points on them. We'll see. They just gave Debo, Debo Sweeney, like, a whole a whole new contract, too. So he's going to be there for a while. By the way, did you happen to see the Ed Orgeron thing or hear what he said? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. So he's talking about getting fired. Now, if I could talk like Ed Orgeron, it would make the story way better. But he's talking <laughs> about getting fired by uh, LSU. And, they, you know, they bring him in the office and he, they sit him down and they're like, Coach, you know, we think we want to go in a different direction. Um, you know, uh, we appreciate everything you've done. We love the national championship. And, he, and he's telling us, like, he's talking and talking like this. And he says, then, then the, the athletic director says, you know, you have a $17.1 million buyout, and uh, we intend to honor that. And he goes, well, he said, how did he say it? He says, uh, what time do you want me to go and which door do you want me to go out of? 
<laughs> like he, he's, he was saying this in an interview. He's like 17 point. Which what time do you want me to go? And which door do you want me to go out of? Like it was just hilarious. That was so him. That's such a him answer, and he tells such a great story. But it was just so funny because he's like he he literally said, you know, some guys get a get a 20 year career, some guys get a 40 year career, some guys get five, some guys get five years in the limelight. He says that was that was what I got, and I'm okay with that. It was it was a fun yeah. run. He says I got nothing bad to say about LSU. But when they said they got 17.1 million, I was like, "Just tell me when you want me to go." Like that's it. He was ready to go. So I thought I thought that was funny. He keeps uh, he he maintains a uh, a positive a positive attitude. But I get the sense that just kind of the kind of guy he is. Yeah. So he's yeah. never going to be like this negative Nelly. Week two, not a great slate. Uh, a weird game here, dude. I gotta tell you. Talk to me. What do we got? Alabama goes to Austin to play Texas at 11 a.m. Yeah, I wanted to pick that one. I stayed away from it, but I wanted to pick it because I, Texas is one of the teams I thought. I think I took the over, like on as far as wins. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be better. I have a little more faith in Sarkeesian than you do, but it's fucking Alabama, dude. They're gonna. I think they're gonna smoke the shit of them, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. South what makes you say it's a weird game? You're, you got mixed feelings on what's going to happen? No, no. I think I think 11 o'clock a.m. with those two schools? Like, who the fuck agreed to that? Like, is, that I, le- is that 11 Texas time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah, noon our, noon our time. No, okay. Time, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, your boy, uh, Beamer Ball in South Carolina. And Mr. Rattler. Go play the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. Um, I may have a little something to say about that when we get to the bets. Oh, really? I listen. There, I saw some good things from South Carolina last year. They weren't great, but they were really competitive and really physical, and they weren't always like that. So there's some things I've seen. You never know from year to year, so we'll see. But I may have a little something to say about that in best bet segment. Tennessee at Pittsburgh, very underrated. This is one that intrigues me so much because I think Pittsburgh's a little better than I thought they were even going to be, and. I like Tennessee, and I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Pittsburgh beat Tennessee last year. No, they didn't. Tennessee beat Pitt last. Tennessee year, beat Pitt last year, so there's some like reckoning there. Um, oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Let me see. I thought it was. They, I thought Pitt, they got me thinking about it. I thought it. Pitt beat Tennessee last year. You're gonna look that thing up. You're gonna look I'm that gonna one look up. It up. Yeah, look it up. I th- I think it was that Pitt beat Tennessee because I was like, well, Tennessee might be out for a little revenge, and I think they're improved. I love. What Josh Heupel is doing there, and if you would have asked me before last week, you know, no Kenny Pickett, no Addison at wide receiver, I thought I thought Pet- Pittsburgh right. was going to struggle, and they looked pretty damn good last week. Although I don't, I also don't know how good West Virginia is. So West Virginia, Pittsburgh had won that game last year. Yes, sir. By a touchdown. I think Tennessee might be out for a little vengeance there. Where's that game? Heinz Field or no longer whatever the fuck. It's yeah, called. formerly the artist formerly known as Heinz Field. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I'm looking. It'll be a good game. A couple more for you. Kentucky at Florida. I may have a little something to say about that one, too. Me, too. Let's see. What's it. interesting about this game is, you know, you're, Kentucky's not exactly known for football, but if you look at the last two, three years, they've uh, they've had a pretty darn good football team. Last year, I think at one point, they were 5-0, and you know, looking good. Um, and they have a nice quarterback. Uh, Levis or... Will Levis. Will Levis. Penn State transfer. Possibly top 10 draft pick. So they didn't play particularly great last week. Kentucky, they won it late in the second. They won it in the second half. It was kind of close in the first half. They 
pulled away in the second half. Levis had a pretty good game. Um, can Richardson do it again? That's what we're going to find out, and, you know, should be an interesting game. That game's in the swamp, though, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I may have a little something to say about that one, too. USC at Stanford. Well, well, well. USC did what I thought they would do last week, and I don't know what to think about Stanford right now. So um, I think USC is going to try to continue to put a stamp on these games, make a statement, and say we're back, even though I don't think they're all the way back. I know Lincoln Riley had made some statement in USA Today that uh, Scott Bracey of Bump and Run Sports Podcast thinks I'm overrated and that our team is overrated, so that might be motivation for him. But, um, yeah, there's not much. Listen, the problem is there's not much out there on uh, at Pac-12 to get excited about, and USC is interesting. I will tell you that there was like a – a minor, a minor rumor that started swirling around Pac-12 uh, about Urban Meyer that maybe, I mean, Dan Patrick might have even started this rumor that it might be a good fit for him in Arizona State. I actually happen to think that is the perfect landing spot for Arizona State. Herm Edwards is already on the hot seat uh, if he gets fired. You know what the interesting thing is? It's a good enough job because you're going to be able to – he'll be able to recruit to Arizona State no problem. But it's a kind of – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's a far enough away place that the major media eyes won't be on it Yeah. so that he kind of can fly under the radar. Even if just for the first year, maybe go like, you know, have like a – an eight and four season first year, not have too Squeeze many. Squeeze a tush or two down yeah, there. Yeah, you know it's hot. You know kids are in their bikinis and stuff. You know you might have to just make sure everybody's temperature is proper. So it's hot. <laughs> Little rumor to keep your ears, keep your ears open for. I also heard Nebraska. If I had him, I'd never go there. No. Why would I want Ohio State to just beat my ass year in and year out? I just. I'm not looking to turn that pro. I listen. I, I think the idea that like USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. What's left in the Pac-12, dude? You can dominate. You could just yeah. dominate that recruiting. I think it's a nice, nice landing spot for Herbert Meyer if he wants to get. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's getting back into coaching. But if he wanted to, listen. There, there have been years where Arizona State is one of the premier programs in the country. Short-lived. But there are years when they've been very good, and they're when they're good, it's fun. Remember Jake, um, Jake the Snake was their quarterback. He ended up, you know, went, you know, they went to the Rose Bowl. It's, it, it's a fun place to have good football with the desert and the scenery and all that kind of stuff. So, but it's it's secluded enough where he might be left alone, just enough to build a program. So, right, that's what he's going to need. He's going to need a, a place that there's not a lot of eyes to start, but yet there's potential. To grow, and, and you just need a pulse to get in there. So that oh, for sure. Oh, they take him in a second. Uh, one more Baylor at BYU. BYU's favorite in this game too. BYU is a good football team, and I only say that because to be favorite over Baylor, Baylor's a good football team. So this might be—is this a night game? Yeah, super late. I think 10, like 10 o'clock 10 start, yeah, 10 30 yeah. start. Yeah, this is the best. Yeah, it's the best part about college football is that you get a game like this late at night. If you love offense, you're going to want to check this game out because both of these teams can score. Um, 
And it'll it'll say it'll say a little something about what's going to happen moving forward, especially with the Big Twelve. But BYU, it's a strong program. So I know there were some talks about the BYU coach becoming the head coach at USC um, when that was open. So anyway, you want to pick some games? Bill? I do want to pick some games. I think there's some music that has to go along with this. Oh yes, there is. Shall we start in the NFL, or do you want to start in college football? Let's start Saturday. That's the that's the. Uh, first I like day. that. You got to you want to go first. I'm gonna take the Kentucky Wildcats getting six points oh. at the Swamp, and I'll tell you what. You got balls. Florida off a huge win. Very emotional. Everybody's giving Anthony Richardson the highest control from the one yep. game in Labor Day weekend. Everybody's kissing babies. Kentucky's no slouch. They're two and two in their last four against Florida. Uh, Mike Stoops has got that team playing some football. And they play some decent defense, too. Calipari keeps crying it's a basketball school. Slow down, John. And, dude, I got to tell you, I love when everybody loves one week. Oh, my God. (laughs) You love going against the grain. I'm not not taking a money line bet here, but I think they hang around. Maybe get a late cover. As the great Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. Give me Florida minus the six against Kentucky. <laughs> Listen. You love Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I like what I saw out of Richardson. Um, I like what I saw out of the head coach, Napier. I saw a guy there who was fully engaged and fully involved, and his team was responding to him, and I think that's what no I like even here. I think I like that even more than I like the quarterback. On the other side, what I mentioned about Kentucky – they didn't impress me. They were playing Miami of Ohio at home, and this game was 17-13. They didn't want to show any juice. 17-13 at the half. You're, like, shitting your pants there, man. You're not, you know, giving a lot of confidence to your fan base, and frankly, to me. I actually, listen, I thought Kentucky was a little underrated coming into the season. That first game scares me, and I just think it's tough to go into the swamp and just and, and win. So, I don't know that they're going to cover by a lot. All they got to do is win by a touchdown. I think Florida wins this game by seven, eight points, 28-20. Makes it sound so easy. Yeah, I think it's a, if you look at the schedule, it's a tough week, man. It's a tough week to make picks of both college and pro. It's and tough. And this next pick on the mean is going to tell you how tough it is. <laughs> these, these games are tough. But give me Florida <laughs> minus six over Kentucky. Elite Corso special. I just mentioned before, open the show, that I was thinking about going out to the greatest university in the world and the biggest stadium in the world. Ohio the State? The University of Michigan, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. big house. Of course, of course. They will play the Hawaii Fighting Rainbow Warriors. Wow. I think they call them Minus anymore, 50? That was, that was a great game. I'm taking Hawaii plus 52. Wow, look at you. It's a it's a win-win for you because you don't have to root against Michigan to win the game. Touchdowns? <laughs> seven touchdowns? Hawaii just Late. got smoked by Vanderbilt, though. Late kickoff. Can you shut the fuck up for God two seconds? damn it. Late kickoff. Michigan's going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more. And they'll have no trouble doing it. They never, they never cover big spreads. In the 30 years I've been watching this team or whatever, oh. they never cover big Inside spreads. Inside info. And I had something else down, but I can't read my writing. So I'm taking a line. <laughs> plus 52. <laughs> At the big house, oh, Michigan, get in, get I, out, and let's stay healthy. I think That's what Scotty was going to say was that he's at the bar over there that's oh. going to be like looking really, and, and over, you know, it's just, and that's the way the game's going to go. So, so get some backups in, is what I wrote. Get the backups in. 
There you go. Listen, I, you're right that they're gonna they're gonna want to run the ball and they're gonna be able to run the ball. Vanderbilt, I mean Vanderbilt trashed Hawaii and that was in Hawaii, and that usually doesn't happen because you know te no, teenage yeah teenage and young twenties kids are number one exhausted by the travel and then they're kind of like taken aback by the scenery of Hawaii and it just it's tough to get up for those games and they smashed them. So Hawaii's not a good football team. So you might be honest, but. But they might play tough, and that's a lot of points. 52. The fact that there's even a spread is kind of bananas on that game. And that's the fact that you couldn't pick anything else but a 52-point underdog. That says a little <laughs> something about what you know this week. Uh, my second game, you kind of alluded to it a little earlier. I got a little hard on for South Carolina for some reason. And I'm not, I'm not fully sure why, except I just like what I saw last year. Toughness, grinding, physical football. Um... I like their coach. I like their coach, and I like how they play. And did we really see a good Arkansas team last week? You know, or was it that Cincinnati is better than we thought, or is it just that Arkansas isn't that good? I'm going to lean more towards maybe Arkansas isn't as good as people think they are. Don't be surprised. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if South Carolina wins this game outright. I'm not calling for it. I'll gladly take the eight points. Okay, I will gladly take the eight points. But give me South Carolina plus eight possible upset of Arkansas. I like them. I like them too. Let's go pick. Okay. You want to head over to the NFL? Let's go to Sunday. Oh, it's about time. Here we go. Coach, who do I despise that's playing quarterback in the NFL right now? Like a good quarterback? No. A bad quarterback? Uh, for maybe Who for choked his chicken last year to blow a team in the playoff spot? Uh, Drew Locke? I can't this isn't coming to you. I don't know. Kyler Murray? Carson Wentz! Oh, Jesus, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're going right against them, huh? I love Doug Peterson with this young, explosive mm. quarterback. They're explosive already? You know that? I think they're going to be explosive. I'm calling it. Wow. Well, at least at least maybe Sunday they're gonna be explosive. Just at least this week. And when I mean when I mean explosive like twenty four seven, that's all. Um Jacksville getting two and a half points at Washington. Beat up Wentz in the last game last yeah. year. Remember, they beat up Wentz. They played the Colts to I end know. their season last year. Motivation for Wentz. Have you heard a peep out of Jacksonville all offseason? Quiet, focused, dude, just doing their job. Good leadership. And what's with Washington? Owner crap, Wentz. The uh, Del Rio talking crap about the White House. Dude, give me Jacksonville getting a couple of points. I think they went out right. This is a team This is a team that won, what, four games last year? And you got them going on the road as road dogs to win week one? Why are you looking in the rearview mirror? Look forward, sir. Well, you got to use past performance. I mean, come on. Uh, listen, I'm taking Carolina minus two over the Browns. I love, I love the idea. You know, this is so funny because I am one of those that does not, did not particularly like Baker Mayfield uh, with the Browns. Way too chatty, way too much to say. Just go out and play and let your play speak for itself, okay? And when people talk shit of you, shit about you, just, just deal with it and go play better the next week. So I've been one to knock on him for two years now, all right? I was rooting for him out of college, and then he just talked too much, so then I was rooting for him to get shit on, and he did that. I think I'm back rooting for him again. I think this is a perfect spot for Carolina, okay? Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback for the Browns. They don't have any kind of wide receivers. I know they got a good running game, 
But listen, you got Carolina that has an up-and-coming defense. They know they know that the Browns are going to want to run the run the ball. They're going to be set for that. I think Carolina wins this game, and I could I could see them winning this game by ten points. I think Baker Mayfield wants to make a statement, and I think there's a good chance that he may actually do it. Robbie Robbie Anderson uh, might get a might get a nice long touchdown pass here. Give me Carolina minus two. Listen, it's a tough week. It's a tough week. Week one is tough to pick games in the NFL, okay? Because we don't know shit. But I'm I think just on on pure adrenaline. Give me Carolina. <laughs> Matt Rule fighting for his job. Wants to get off to a good start. Give me Carolina minus two over the Cleveland Browns. The, the Cleveland uh, masseuse beaters. Oh. oh my. Well, I mentioned this game before. It may be a sleeper kind of a game. We love Detroit. The world. I has wanted to do it. I couldn't do it. With Detroit. Eminem's at camp. Nobody is Detroit like Eminem, Coach Campbell said. Oh He's got everybody coming. He's got eyeballs all over the place. I'm... With that said, Philly goes going to spank their ass. Don't do it. You're doing it. Oh, my God. Philly's got a lot to prove. No. A lot of people end up picking to win the division. They got A.J. Brown. They got younger on defense. A couple drop picks early on from Georgia. I don't think it's a blowout. I take that back. I think it's kind of a late cover, maybe a late field goal to win by six or seven. Philly, minus four. You know, we talked before about Tampa and how much chaos and how much noise there was, and you just brought up like noise, noise. We don't hear, we didn't hear shit out of Philly this this off season, right? Very quiet, business like. I like that shit. Uh, I don't necessarily hate the pick, but I will be rooting against it hard. I'm rooting for Detroit hard on this one, so I don't like that one. Um, listen. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus the five over the Chiefs. I thought about that too. Yeah, I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. Uh, and I just said to you, I think the Chiefs are going to be in the AFC Championship game again. But here's the thing. Um, there does need to be – I think there's going to need to be some time for Pat Mahomes to get used to, you know, uh, some of these wide receivers, Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster, like whoever he, you know, whoever he's going to be thrown to, he still got Kelsey, but I just think there's going to be some time. And their defense always starts out slow. They always have one of the worst defenses in the beginning of the year, and then they just make their improve adjustments and improvements as the year goes on. Is Spagnuolo still there? I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. And that's what he does. They start off slow. They win games in shootouts, and then as the season goes on. Uh, maybe replace Honey Badger, man. That's that's not easy. To that's do. what I'm saying. Old. So he I'm got a lot of jobs for them. Yeah. So I will. T- I take the Cardinals. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals. And, They're getting five. And to add to your point, when's Arizona good? Early in the season, they started off what ten and zero last year, eight and zero, ten and zero, whatever the hell they were. Yep. Uh, give me the Cardinals plus the five against the Chiefs. I, I just, maybe the Chiefs win the game, but give five points. I'll take that. Yeah. For those keeping uh, track at home, we were both two and one last week. <laughs> Pete's loser was Ohio State. They did. They came a little short for covering that game. And my loser, I got fucking, I got hammered in the ass late. What was it? Illinois, Illinois should have won that game. They blew a field goal, and then they got stuffed on the goal line. Yeah. They lost. uh, They lost by three. Indiana scored like seven seconds. Alright, so we got yeah, a little Thank special you. bet segment for you here. I asked you, Scotty, to come up with. Now listen, we're gonna look at NFL MVP candidates. There's nobody. There's no the, the the favorite this year is Josh Allen. What is he like? 
plus 400, plus 600. There's no, there's no money to be made there. It's just a bad bet, money-wise. Like it's just not good. It's just not a good bet. So I said, what are your, what's a good bet? Looking at the odds and the potential. So I have two guys. Uh, I wanted to see what you, what you ended up having there. So I'll start. I'll let I you got, start. I got two guys as well. Okay. So before I pick my, before I give my two guys, I got one quarterback and one running back. I think a wide receiver do because if Cooper Cup didn't win last year, no one's getting this goddamn. Correct. Because you so look and you say if a wide receiver has an amazing season, that means his quarterback had an amazing season. The quarterback's going to get it before the wideout. Agreed. So my first guy, plus five thousand. I went with Dolphins quarterback two at Tagovailoa. Oh my god, that's bananas. Plus five thousand. Plus five thousand. It's a big number. So if they're good, and. He's good in the McDaniel offense and all the other crap and Hill and Waddle and this Jacecki and the running back by committee and all that stuff. Listen, he's gonna have a good year. If they're good, he's gonna have a good year. So plus five thousand, you throw a hundred bucks on that sucker. I have a, I have a quarterback for the same reasons. Okay, I took a, and you know I like him, so this is not gonna come as a big surprise. But I love the price. I say take take ten bucks and put it on Derek Carr. You got ten dollars or a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars wins you twenty five hundred. He's plus twenty five hundred here. Here's a guy who what three years ago or four years ago, whatever it was, was a real serious MVP candidate before he you know hurt his leg near the end of his you know last game, second to last game. Like he was a real had a real chance of at winning MVP. Plus twenty five hundred. We've both said. We'd be a little surprised if the if the Raiders won their division or were you know top a uh, top you know, had a good chance of winning their division, but we wouldn't be stunned. Listen, they got Devontae Adams, they got Waller, they got the other kid, uh, the position Renfro. Renfro. They got the uh, running backs. Like there's talent there on that team. They're going to score some points, and I think he's a good quarterback and he's a good decision maker. So to me, throw ten dollars on. Uh, you know, on Derek Carr to win $250? Yeah, I'll take that one. I don't love this pick. I, don't, I love the player. This pick is just going to be so hard because I think they're just not going to be a great team. Got to have an amazing season if it's a running back, yeah. But he's going to get his opportunities. Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. Okay, that's interesting. Plus 10,000. That's a hell of a number. It's a huge number. He's going to get a ton of carries. He's going to. You're right. Um, he's going to be involved in the pass screen game now again. You know, they got Kareem Hunt, too, to give him some time, to give him a break. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Brissett's not great. No. He's serviceable. You want, you want him to play four games, not 11. Well, to your point, so, Chubb is going to have to carry the load for a while. Yeah. You know, for a while. Yeah. Um, and you say, well, it's no chance. But you're risking $10 to win 1000 was it what is he? Ten thousand plus ten thousand. Yeah. You're risking ten dollars to win a thousand. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, but it's not ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous because let's say, you know, cra- stranger things have happened. Let's say they start the season off eight and two. Well, if they start the season off eight and two, it's because he's he's probably already got close to a thousand yards. Like he's probably got eight hundred in the book already. And I will tell you what, if you were to put that, if you were to put that bet in there, uh, and they were somewhere like seven and three, eight and two at that point. You could sell that bet. I forget the I forget the site that it's called. You can sell futures bets. The, if you look now, his number is ten thousand. If they're eight and two, seven and three, at ten games into the season, he's going to be like a plus six hundred. He's going to be you know because he's going to have to be the one. The re, he'll be the reason that they're like that. So if you think Browns have a chance 
of having a decent start to the season, he's going to be wise. So I think that's yeah. actually a pretty good, pretty good thing. Um, kind of along the same lines, but I'm going to I'm going to go with Aaron Donald here because the idea being, you know, these voters they don't want the typical guy. They don't want Josh Josh Allen. They don't want uh, Patrick Mahomes. They would love. Now here's a guy, you know. Aaron Donald, who won MVP of the Super Bowl. So, you know, he's already on the radar. He's, people consider him the best non-quarterback in the league. Some people look at him as the best football player in the league. Like, we put so much weight on quarterbacks, which is understandable and accurate. But a lot of people look at Aaron Donald as the best player in the league. And if he goes bananas and has one of those seasons, you know people are looking for a reason to vote for somebody other than a quarterback. Plus 15,000. You know, a $10 bet wins you 1500 Is it likely? It's unlikely. But for a $10 bet, the odds there, that's what you're looking for. And is it possible? <laughs> yeah, I, I think if the Rams have another run and he has, let's say he has double-digit sacks and tackles for loss and they're in first place and they're the number one seed, I'll tell you one thing, Aaron Donald will, at that point, if that's the case, let's just say, and this is nowhere near an absurd thing to be, let's say the Rams are the number one seed, because they're first place in the West, and he has double-digit sacks. Uh, he'll he'll be he'll have better odds at that point than Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he absolutely will. So, Aaron Donald plus fifteen thousand. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. Give me that one. That'll work. Is it likely? No, it's not likely. This is you know this is what we're talking about here. Like these things are not likely. But you know you don't want to just put money on Josh Allen because plus six hundred is just not enough. Sixty bucks. <laughs> it's just not enough. It's just it's just not a good bet. So that's well, what we're talking friend, about there. Well, my friend, sad day. Hard knocks has ended for the year, oh at God. least in the beginning part of the year. Um, I'm gonna say some, and then you could jump in. Yeah, uh, please. I, I think that last episode, dude. It really shows Gut -wrenching. you how tough it is to end the guy's dreams. It, it was, it was something. It really is. Um, it's really hard uh, because, and I have to say, the the guys that were cut, at least the ones that they showed on the show on 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 this particular episode, a lot of class, dude. They took I, it. I, I had, that was my next statement. And the respect that they give to Holmes and Campbell. Yeah. Like, like what they're doing. They see what they're doing. Like, God, I mean, God. most of these guys, like, I don't want to say they took it with a smile, but a couple of them did take it with a smile. They, they did. Pimpleton did. Uh, yeah. And, and the respect that they have for Dan Campbell, I tell you what, man. And, yeah, and, it's, and, it's and, something. and to see the gut wrench that he went through to have to tell these guys. It's hard, man. When you see guys lay it on the line and you know you're taking a living away from somebody, um, it's a hell of a thing to watch. It really is a hell of a thing to watch. And a couple of them we already saw. One of them ended up on the practice squad. One of them ended up on the practice squad with the Giants, Pimpleton, the wide receiver. But it's a really hard thing to watch. I gotta, I'll be honest with you. A couple times I had like tears in my eyes like with some of these guys. Like even uh, the kid Ball, Ball, Bow, Blau. Blau. You know, ends up getting picked up by Minnesota. Like he's at a rival team, and it's like, damn. Like, okay, you don't even get to keep him. And, and, I, and they caught him. Like, what? Like that was a little bizarre. I was surprised, man. yeah. But they picked up um, Sudfeld. Sudfeld, right? Nate Sudfeld, which yeah, it was a little surprising. Being and that's that you just got a guy who knows the system. Like he goes, he's in the middle of me. He goes, oh hey Nate, oh Nate's here, everyone. We signed Nate Sudfeld this morning. Yeah, like, this morning, here last night, whatever quick, it was. Dude, like, yeah. 
The other thing that like really kind of stood out for me, um, just in general, there are like four, you know, I guess it depends on the team. But there are anywhere from like, we'll say like, again, depending on the team, anywhere from like three to maybe eight guys on a team that are kind of untouchable. They have nothing to worry about, at least this season, you know, for Detroit, you know, Hutchinson's not going it. Not, not, nothing's happening to him. He's the number one overall pick. Goff's not going anywhere. You know, um, St. Brown. Brown wasn't going anywhere. Swift. Yeah. But but there's basically like 45 guys that are just fighting daily yeah. for their lives and their livelihoods. Uh, anywhere from 40 to 45 guys that are really like thinking almost like they're teetering on whether or not they're keeping their job. That's a hell of a thing, dude, to be an NFL football player. We, we talk... You know, I would think this show is dominated by football, and of the football we talk about, we mainly are talking about stars, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers. You know, sometimes we talk GMs, Aaron Donald, Aaron Don- like, it's also, it's mainly the stars, but there's 53 guys on a team, man. You know, there's the stars, and then there's 40 to 45 other guys that are really the heart and soul of your team, and those fucking guys are fighting daily to keep their jobs. And it's just a hell of a thing. You think of as you're sitting there in your job, as you're listening to this, you might be on the way to work or you just got done with work or might be on your lunch break or something like that. Are you worried that your job's going to be there tomorrow? I mean, some of you might. I don't know. But I think most of us go to our job every day knowing that we're probably going to have our job tomorrow. You don't really have to worry about it as long as you mainly do your job today. You can even mess up a little or loaf around a little and you'll still be at your job today. A lot of these guys come in every single fucking day or every game. And after each game, if they didn't have the, like a great game, they go home wondering, do I, ha- do I still have a job? That's a hell of a way to live a life. That's all. I mean, I would want to live it. Uh, give, me a, give me a chance to be an NFL football player. I'll be there in a heartbeat, right? But that's one of the things that stuck out to me. How many guys on a team are, are living like on oh, the edge? Off. You know, are living on the edge. When they asked Dan, and he couldn't even get a word out. Yeah. He opened his beer. You couldn't get a word out. He was so. And then when the lady came, that that yeah, that last scene. Oh my god. She comes out and she goes, "How are you doing?" And he's like, "You know, a little better today." So that goes to show you, he was destroyed the day before. I think he really loves his players, and I think the players know that he loves them. Yeah. Like I think they love him too, but I think they know. And I don't know that this is always the case. This is a hard business, dude. And I got to be honest with you, as a high school coach, it, it's hard to like love, love your players because you know sometimes you have to pull them or they're going to graduate and high school it's different. Like they're going to graduate and move on. You're not going to get to keep them forever. God damn. At that point, it's such a business at the NFL level that you might have to cut these guys. I think he genuinely, truly and genuinely, as because he's a former player, I think he genuinely and truly loves all his guys, and I think he loved all 83 of them and appreciated all of their effort to cut 30 of them. It's fucking hard, man. And you can see the gut wrench. I'm not saying that other coaches don't feel the same thing. I'm sure they do. Do I think Belichick goes through the same like turmoil that Dan Campbell does? I don't think so. I just don't. Do I think McVay at this point? I think he's enough of a professional. He's been through it enough. I don't think so. But for Dan Campbell, it's new enough that 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 feeling of Jesus Christ, I'm taking something away from somebody. I remember it being taken from me and I don't like it. You, you know what I mean? 
I think that's why, because he's so he's not far enough removed away from being a player himself. And a lot of those guys on that coaching staff were really yeah. good players. You know, I think they all remember their last days, and I think they all remember like their careers ending. And they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do it to these guys. So it's a hell of a one thing to watch. Me, one more, just about the show. Seventy-five percent of the guys we were rooting for got cut. Yes, um, but Rodrigo, he made it, dude, and he looks he's, like a really he's good in the player. Too deep, at least, yeah, he's definitely in the two deep. He'll play special teams. Reynolds, they went with Reynolds over the uh, yes. Donovan that was one of those that was they, like, man, they, they really yeah, pined over going, that for a while. They went through the whole offensive room Ooh. and they're like, you know what the funny thing is? They go through the whole offensive room and I think the one that sold them was Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator, because yeah. he's looking at it from the other side of the field and he's saying, I don't know that they you want to let that guy go, man. He goes, he's too fast. He's too good. Yeah, just I, did that. I, the, that's what was funny to me. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Of all the people that are selling this kid, the coordinator, the quarterbacks coach, the running backs coach, like I like this kid. The offensive line loves having him because he finds the hole. I, I end up thinking it was the defensive coordinator that yeah, sold the head right. coach on keeping the running back. Like, holy shit! Very cool, very cool. Nuts. And I'm happy for the kid. I'm happy for the kid. Yeah, we'll talk about this midseason too. Now that I got you into hard knocks, now I think I'll be ready to go. For I'm into the, the show. I think it was good timing for us it was, because it was a good team too that you like. We kind of both were like had this weird fascination and interest with Detroit, and it just happened to work out for us that that was the team this year that was on Hard Knocks. I'm I'm sold, so I'll be watching, and I'll probably end up watching the midseason one with the Cardinals, especially. God willing, please, please be some turmoil in Arizona in the <laughs> desert this year for for our sake. Um, but it was cool. It was a really cool thing to watch. But that last episode was tough. It was tough. It's tough to watch these guys get caught, man. You, you know what it is, dude? I'm a Jets fan. I don't see practice. I don't see the locker room. I don't see the juggling and the and the singing of the songs in front of their teammates. You got a chance to really, like, you know, develop this rapport and relationship with these players on Detroit just by watching them. And then they got to go. Like, it hurt us. It hurts us to watch him go. Like this is bullshit. Like they're supposed to be in a team. Yeah, like a you year know? ago, like in the summer, Blau's watching the, his wife run the Olympics with yeah. his teammate in the room, and now he's gone. He's gone. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. It's a tough life. And, and dude, and, and you know, and how eerie is it too? Like when you see every episode, there's a hundred guys that are running around, and yeah. then they show the and then they show the fifty three. Gone. It's like it's like they vanished. It's, it's, yep. It's, Half the room was empty. It's it's yeah. eerie, man. It you is. know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the Peyton Mannings. The great receivers, they have it good, man. It's a it's a great it's a hell of a life that they have. But the rest of the guys, it's a tough it's a tough existence. It's not easy. It's great. Not a single one of them would tell you they don't want to do it. And I would, in a heartbeat, I would love to be David Blau and just be a fucking journeyman. Like I don't and, and but just have an opportunity. So I don't mean it like that. But it ain't easy. It's not easy. It's a lot of pressure every day. That's all. That's all. They would all. They would. None of them would not do it. But it's a lot of pressure every day. It's just not an easy existence. The New York Yankees. Oh have, my God! Um, they are giving me a fucking heart attack right now. Timing is a bitch, man. It's one thing to suck in April and May. It's another thing to just shit the bed at the end of August and September. So please, by all means, t- t- save us. Tell me that it's going to be okay. More injuries. Staten fouls a ball off the shin. That guy, I tell you, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Dude, he's he's tissue paper. Uh, and and you're talking about a guy who's like Jack. He's got muscles coming out of his ears for Christ's yeah. sake. And, and he's, and he's, he's just this shit. so soft. Uh, ben Attendee breaks his wrist swinging. Jesus, what uh, the broke hell? His, broke his broke his handmade bone in his, his wrist. Is he done? 
He's getting surgery on it. They said he might not be done for the year, but I don't know. It's September. I don't know. I don't That's see a big ask right there. Four weeks, yeah. DJ LeMayu, eight minutes ago, just goes on the DL with his foot issues. They thought he could play through it, but uh, Severino, Nestor, Bader, they're all getting closer. I think Nestor's pitching tonight. Bader's the guy that they traded. They got with the Montgomery deal from the Cardinals, which is the most, still the most asinine trade I've ever seen. Mm. You trade for a guy that's hurt, and you trade a guy away that's starting pitching on a good – it makes – I don't know. Uh, they're up five now in the East. They're about 14 and a half early July. It, it's a fucking crazy Who's drop. in second, Toronto? Tampa. Tampa. They just don't go away. They are a pain in the ass. Uh, but the the positive side of this whole thing is, and I, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure part of you is guilty of it. Bring up the young kids. Bring up the young kids. Well, they brought up the young kids. They won three in a row now against the Twins. I feel like. I feel like we haven't lost a game against the Twins in, a, it, it just in 10 years. I'm <laughs> uh, 20. Yeah. Um, they won three in a row. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, the game winner yesterday in the 13th or 12th crazy-ass first game that was. And then you get a good start out of Cole last night. Uh, Connor Falefa hits a grand slam. Hicks does something. Finally, base-clearing double. And you get a little momentum going into tonight. And then you got Tampa coming in for the week. And I'll be there tomorrow night for Derek Jeter night. Nice. Throwing out the first pitch and getting a plaque, a replica plaque of him in uh, Monument Park. Very cool. So that'll be very good. But I think I think they're going to hold on, but they're going to make you sweat. I have two questions for you. Okay. I asked you this a month ago, and you said, yes, they still are. And I'm going to ask you this now. Because you just gave me, like, a list of injuries – not looking good. Uh-huh. I asked you a month ago. I'm going to ask you again now. Is this a World Series contending team? No. 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 So, not even close. That's awful to hear, right? Not even close, dude. Like, this, is, this team had the best record in the league for three quarters of the season and then just fall apart like a cheap suit at the end. That sucks. I mean, I mean with, the, with the three guys I just mentioned, and I left Anthony Rizzo off the list. I got an epidural on his back and now has headaches. Right. I'm sorry. I left him off the list. If those four guys I, I just mentioned don't come back, what the what are you doing? Yeah. Second question. Yeah. Does Judge get the 60? He's got 55 now. It's September 8th. Yeah, he'll get the 60. What does he have? Uh, like, How many games does he have to do it? About 20? I want to say 26. 26 games? Yeah, I think so. Because they play into October now, so I don't know. Yeah. I think that I will say this. Listen, he got intentional walk twice last night. Well, this so is going to ha- get funny. Yeah, it could get happening. funny. If they, if if they don't win the World Series, but he wins sixty, he hits sixty one. You know, sixty one is a magic number, especially for the Yankees. If he hits sixty one homers and they don't they don't win the World Series, I still th- I still think people would be satisfied because they got that part of it. True or false? Satisfied's a tough word. Because you still got something special out of the season. I gotta tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't be satisfied. I would be happy for him, definitely. And and maybe there might be a chance I'm there for it too, which is Mm. fucking awesome. Um, I'd be happy for him. And then how do you let him walk? Well, this is the whole thing. I mean, Uh, (laughs) it's crazy. That's a whole nother issue. I don't know how. And he's never gonna have this year again. And I love the guy. Well, that's the thing. You're gonna pay him for this year, and it's never gonna happen again. That's the Uh fucking fucked up part. Breaking news: Dwayne Brown got hurt. Don't say that. I, I'm, I'm looking at it. Don't, I don't want. Can we end the podcast right now? I don't want to. Right, I don't we'll want to talk about week, this. Folks, happy NFL. Seventy. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. I wouldn't do that. Shut up. Don't talk anymore. No, this podcast is over. And then I. I swear to God. Seventy nines. Tell me. 
What do you got? Because I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> three seventy nine says Pete's pouring himself a. Oh my god. Big glass or something. This is number not the three. Case. Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl co MVP, seventy seven Defensive Player of the Year, seventy seven All Pro, four time Pro Bowler, former Dallas defensive end Harvey Martin. I love the name. Number two, only twenty two years old, one of the best young defensemen in the in the league, all rookie in twenty twenty. New York Ranger defenseman Keandre Miller. I got to a hockey guy in there once oh in a while. God. And number one, three-time All-Star, 2020 MVP, 2014 Rookie of the Year, three-time Silver Slugger, White Sox first baseman Jose Abreu. You know, the story I wanted to tell you, I really needed to be in like a good, fun, playful mood to tell, but you just shit on the top of my head, and it was wet and gooey. It wasn't even like Ooh. you know, a full-form, nice... Check ass or banana shaped it was just diarrhea on the top of my head so i'm gonna do the best i can with this story because it's a it's a it's an interesting little story uh 19 year old brazilian mom has twin twin babies beautiful little story right and you say well what's the big deal well the interesting thing is she just she just felt that there was something something they weren't they weren't as similar as she thought, so she went and got a paternity test, and it turns out there they have that these twins have two different dads. Oh no! And she's like, "Oh, I forgot, I had sex with two different guys on the same day." Oh! So we're talking, we're talking about like a one in a, a like a multi-million chance here Dude. that you can have two conceptions in the same day. Timing has to be pretty unbelievable on that. So um, this story got out, and Nick Cannon saw it. And, he, you know, I don't know, Nick Cannon has, like, 23 kids of his own by, like, 17 different women. And he was like, wow, I never did. He tweeted out, wow, never never did that. Hold my beer. So, like, Nick Cannon is going to work on his uh, work on his twins with two different women in the same day. But how about that one, huh? Tony. Hey, Tony. She was a <laughs> Two in the same day. Yeah. It's one thing to have... Two guys in the same day. It's another one to get pregnant by either one of them. It's a whole nother one to get pregnant by both. Four kids, man. Good God. How about that one? Well, sorry for your Jets. And, uh, I don't like you anymore. I Seriously, we're going to probably shut this podcast down. I cannot do this week in and week out. I can't do it. I can do it. I can do it. For Scott Bracey, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. And you might, you might catch us next week. Week two, next week.